This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Hello, online. Welcome back to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa on Pulse 95. Now, are you ready to have your taste buds tantalized this weekend? I'm so excited to be joined once again by the master of Middle Eastern cuisine. Michelin-starred chef Greg Malouf. He's going to be in Sharjah this weekend at Arawi Cafe for the new Cooks and Books series in partnership with the Sharjah World Book Capital, which is all about celebrating local and international chefs and their cookbooks. This is an event not to be missed for aspiring chefs and cooking enthusiasts alike because you are going to be getting the opportunity to have one-on-one interactions with multi-award-winning chefs like Greg. Greg Maloof joins me live in studio next as we talk his session this weekend and his multi-award-winning books and why modern Middle Eastern food is the perfect thing to serve up for a divine veggie feast. All of that and more is coming up right here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. You're You're listening listening to to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. With his inventive modern take on Middle Eastern food, Michelin-starred chef Greg Malouf is a defining influence on the international food scene. Along with his writing partner, Lucy Malouf, he has produced eight beautiful and highly acclaimed books on various cuisines, including the 2019 James Beard Award-winning Sukkar. Greg is in demand in Australia and all over the world for his chef masterclasses and consultation work and divides his time between Beirut, Melbourne, London and the UAE. Greg Malouf, so good to have you <laughs> back. Hello, Sahlan. Thank you very much, Sally. That's a wonderful um, introduction. I don't... Uh, it's normally, uh, hi, this is Greg. And <laughs> <laughs> You're such a humble yeah. Aussie. Well... No, well, you caught me at a good time, so I'm I'm uh, uh, trying to wake up. Actually, it, uh, <laughs> it was a long uh, last night. Was an interesting night. I had um, I had to write uh, get some recipes sorted out for a an event I'm doing in Goa next week. So I needed to from Sharjah to Goa. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I, I love that. You know, this is what you're doing. You're just traveling the world um, but you know last time you were on you'd actually just launched Sukkar oh yeah I remember this and I just got my copy and you came on the show and so since then um, this is of course uh, a book uh, all about desserts and sweets from the modern modern Middle East and it's gorgeous but Mm. um, of course not surprisingly, it went on to win the James Beard Award for Baking and Desserts. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Mabruk. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. just fantastic, you. amazing. And, you know, that was all about, you know, th- this is what your food is all about. It's kind of like taking the secrets of Middle Eastern cuisine. And it's always modern. You know, it's you're always bringing your it's own an interpret- Yeah, it's, a, it's an interpretation. It's seen through my eyes. Um but there's a, a lot of, um, I keep a lot of integrity and respect to the origins of the dish, so I don't want to play around too much. And I, I think that that's a big, that's an issue in this part of the world where chefs are putting like too many things on the plate and not actually understanding what they're 
the flavors, the tech, the, the um, um, textures are going to, how they're going to behave. So it requires a little bit of, I call it restraint. And I, I know I was like that younger. I was putting lots of things on the plate and a very wise chef said to me many, many years ago, one of the key ingredients to cooking is um, patience and the other main ingredient is restraint. So It's all about knowing how to edit it all yeah. down. Yeah. Which kind of brings us to this whole, you know, cooks and books series. Speaking of editing, you know, this is such an interesting story because originally this was meant to happen last weekend. We oh, had yeah. crazy weather all over the UAE, <laughs> which yeah. stopped it from happening. But Lucy Maloof, your partner in crime, over these eight books, the multi-award winning, mm -hmm. spectacular, gorgeous eight books that you two have produced together. Um, she was going to be with us, uh, but n it's going to be you, which is like amazing. Um, this weekend on Saturday, 10 a.m. at El Rawi. So this is like a, a fascinating partnership for me, you know, that the two of you come together and create these gorgeous books. Talk to us about how you and Lucy first met. Well, Lucy and I were... Um, how did we meet? We were, uh, I was cooking in a, in a very interesting restaurant. It was a restaurant that was developing and it became quite... Uh, renowned and uh, a mutual friend um, brought uh, Lucy into the restaurant to dine. This is in Melbourne. Yeah. This is in Melbourne. Yeah. Yes. And um, I think the mutual friend kind of uh, thought that we might uh, get along together. So, which uh, it, the night was very interesting. I cooked for them. In fact, I went out and said hi and don't look at the menus. I'll just cook and which I often do, and I often, I actually, I love doing that. Um, so I fed them, and then I went out later on, had uh, sat with them for a while, and then um, our mutual friend disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was probably the start of the, um, the, f the, uh, the relationship, mm. which went into marriage, which went into uh, our first book uh, called Arabesque, in, that was published in 99 which was probably, I guess in Australia, it was almost groundbreaking because Claudia Rodin was the person in England that was the authority on Middle Eastern cuisine. And she's, for as far as I'm concerned, still is. Um, so, you know, after that, we just, um, uh, you know, unfortunately, my work just took me outside of the marriage into a, um, a consuming thing. So it consumed me so much that, you know, we separated and divorced. But we managed to um, be stay friends. So, and to write. Yeah, and, and you I continue look, that it, it was It was a tough one, but yeah. we got through. And we, once we broke through that, it was, we're really very good friends. I mean, we travel together when we do books. Um, the travel cookbooks, Turquoise, Saha and Saraban. Um, we spent six, six weeks away at least, um, traveling together and researching. I think on one occasion, um, George, Lucy's husband, current husband, um, came with us on the journey as well. So it, it, It's really incredible, you know, because she uh, actually was on Wall Street 
when you yeah. two met? She was a research analyst for um, a huge company, and but she used to research food product and for some reason. And where she was a good writer anyway in those in that time. Yeah, where where did that like did that passion for food kind of come from her interaction with you? Uh no, her family were always into food. I mean she'd lived in um uh her father was a physicist and her mother was a teacher. But they and her father loved wine. The mother is a brilliant, really lovely cook. Um and they uh, lived in quite a few places. I think Switzerland or Geneva was one of them. So they just, um, they ate well. Um, and she just, like a lot of people now, they just adore food and mm. think about it, write about it, travel long distances to to um, discover. So um, she'd already had that, uh, you know. Um, but she... The, the way the books came to, the way the first book came together was the, the publishers, Hardy Grant, were, um, they were kind of following my career when, and was quite, I was quite young and they knew that there wasn't much happening with Middle Eastern food in Australia except for traditional or classic food, classic uh, Lebanese. And so following my career, and one day um, I got a call saying, listen, you know, I'd like to have a chat. And uh, I went and had a chat and I, they said, look, you know, what do you think about doing a book? And I said, lovely, I'd, I'd love to, but I can't write. You know, I can barely put a shopping list together. But, and then saying that, I said, listen, my, uh, my wife, she's, she's an academic. So she's, she could be the, the one that you want. And so they said, well, get Lucy to put a, um, a few, uh, a few, uh, a chapter together on, on whatever. And um, so she did, and, and that was it. That was the start of our, uh, our, um, our um, co-authoring um, uh, of eight books. Incredible. So. Amazing. Mm. And there's more to come from the two of you as well. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that uh, <laughs> next as well as um, the book that you will be talking about on Saturday at uh, Arrawi, which is New Feast, Modern Middle Eastern Vegetarian. You were so ahead of your time with this book. Uh, it's incredible. This is uh, fantastic. The, the conversation continues with Greg Malouf next. Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Yes, we are back with uh, Michelin-starred chef Greg Malouf, uh, and he has his event at Arabi Cultural Restaurant this weekend, uh, the Arabi Cultural Cafe, 10 a.m. on Saturday. It's going to be exciting. Cooks and Books is the series, and he is the first to be kicking it off. and um, With lots of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> with a lot of very good coffee, yes. I might add as well. Absolutely. Um, we were just talking uh, uh, before the break there, Greg, about um, you know starting off that partnership that you have with Lucy, um, who became your wife. Uh, you shared that love of food and the way that... You know, talk to us about the process of writing a book for the two of you, because you're just, you're phenomenally prolific, you know, in the number of recipes that you bring out, how innovative you are with them. And then there she is kind of, you know, you're the dreamer, as you say, but she puts mm. it all together in such a way that. Yeah, she does like get magic. into my head and interprets the, 
my thought patterns in some way. So um, she has a hold on, on me in that sense. Um, but the process is quite, it's, it's long and, and some of it's demanding, some of it's really amazing. I think the most demanding part is the uh, recipe testing. That's, I mean, it takes a month to, and we do it ourselves. I, I go to London, stay at her place. Uh, she's got a massive kitchen. Um, I know my way around her kitchen now, and she's got every single piece of equipment you want. Um, and she sits on the table with her computer. I'm in the kitchen uh, with timers and measuring jugs and all sorts of things, and and away we go. We uh, we uh, as I'm testing, I'll scream out what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, and then she'll um, say, "Well, where did you get this stupid idea from?" And then I tell her a little story about uh, the dish itself. So, and then she'd interpret that uh, in a way that. Um, uh, is a bit more intelligent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love that so much, you know, because she's kind of like, you know, she's seeing it from, from the point of view of the reader, of the person mm. who wants to understand the, the, you know, the method behind the madness, you know, that goes on in the kitchen. But do you know something that's interesting? Because I don't measure anything in the kitchen. Mm. Like, so how do you do it? Like, Well, you have we, to, when you do a cookbook, you mu it's a must. You, right. you can't just put a handful of this and a pinch of that because you kind of because know people after a don't while. Uh, they'll yeah. ask you all sorts of you'll get I get all sorts of emails you know whether it's a uh, American cup or a is it cilantro or coriander or you know all those sort of things that are bizarre and and sometimes one you know we do have occasionally there might be a typo in the recipe that we haven't seen or no one's seen except for the reader and they'll email saying, listen, <laughs> I don't get this. And we'd look at it and say, yeah, you're right. So we go back to the publisher and say, next print run, need to change You need it. to change that yeah. back. I love it. Um, it just, you know, it shows how really involved people can get. And then, you know, they yeah. get in touch with you. Oh, they'll, they'll do a dinner party around a book. Fantastic. I mean, that's, uh, that's it's gorgeous. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I, I often get emails or messages through uh, Instagram saying oh we bought your book and had cooked this dish it's not as beautiful as the one you presented but we really love the it was easy to make and it was tasted gorgeous and we loved it thank you very much so these these sort of comments are what you know what our dreams are made of but what's your favorite book that you've put together with Lucy oh god <laughs> well, it's like, look, what's your favorite son or daughter or yeah. child? Or, um, I, I have to say, I guess the first book was a, uh, it was groundbreaking for me. Arabesque. Yeah. Mm. Um, it broke a few barriers and that... Um, Nothing was ever documented about contemporary Middle Eastern food. And then I really love, uh, I don't know, it, it's, it might be Saraban or Turquoise, uh, books on Turkey or Iran. Um, photography, incredible. Uh, recipes were 
also super interesting in that I, I knew nothing or very little about both cuisines. Mm. I mean, Turkish a little more than Iranian. Yeah. And the thing with Iranian food is I had to make it uh, look better than what it actually is. It's, it's, it's a tough cuisine to make look attractive. Do you think so? Th- yeah, it That's is. That's interesting. Okay. I know. I should. I don't know whether I should say that or not. But you know, for me, Iranian cuisine is built in their homes. Not you know, they don't have a massive restaurant culture mm. as such. Um, so the challenge was to make it look more attractive than what it is. I mean, if you look at a dish like uh, fezzanjun, which is s- slow cooked duck with pomegranate and uh, walnuts oh. it's cooked for hours beautiful it breaks down and it looks like a brown mush mush on a plate but it tastes gorgeous tastes divine so how do you make that look attractive that's true so you, gotta you know there's, uh, there's ways around it you make a pie perhaps mm. you know you hide all the uh, the brown or you make a beautiful crust for it uh, or you can deconstruct it the the breast can be cooked pink and glaze with um, pomegranate and walnut. Uh, you keep the uh, the tradition of the sauce. You confit the legs. That's true. Things like you know, so uh, you if you've got like shebzi or yeah. you know stuff like that, that is so delicious and so yeah. hearty. It doesn't look fantastic, mm. but man, it's good. Yeah, I you know I can relate just because Iraqi food is very similar to Persian. We have a lot in common. So well, I know even that the, food. the rice, uh, I the mean, tadig. the rice dishes, tadik, yeah, that, I mean, that can look attractive, but, you know, to get the... Because it looks like a nice cake. To get the um, crust is... you got to be a master. That's a killer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now, these days, they have, um, they've got special pilau pots yes. that cook the rice, so you... They've got you, you covered. Can't, uh, yeah. You can't get it, it, it wrong. No fail, apprentice proof kind of thing. You can't get it wrong. Mm. We, we've got to come back and talk about uh, what you're going to be presenting on Saturday, which is uh, New Feast, Modern Middle Eastern Vegetarian. Um, and we'll hear a little bit from Lucy as well about uh, writing that book and, and why vegetarian and uh, food really from the Middle East can be some of the best mm. in the world. More to come. You're listening to Pulse 95. Live Beats with Sally Musa, only on Pulse 95. Talking cooks and books, uh, it is a series that the Shadowoil Book Capital is putting on at Rawi Cultural Cafe, and the first edition of this series is happening this Saturday, the 18th of January at 10 a.m. You have to be there because Greg Malouf is going to be there. He's going to be cooking up a storm. From his book, New Feast, Modern Middle Eastern Vegetarian. Now, Greg, this is this is a book that you and Lucy actually put together back in 2014. So it's been a few years now, mm. but you were like, this is groundbreaking stuff. You know, now I'm looking 2019, 2020. That's all people are talking about. Vegetarian, vegan, plant-based they are trying everyone wants to find ways of cooking vegetables in beautiful and interesting ways mm. and you really can't go past modern middle eastern cuisine well, can you well it, uh, classic middle eastern cuisine as well it's um i mean it's so rich and full of pulses and grains and um beans um the vegetables 
you name it. The eggplant is the definitive vegetable for, um, I mean, I probably could write a book on eggplants. Um, and, the, you know, the use of spices. And you also notice that Lebanese food in particular is very uh, refreshing with coriander and parsley and mint. It just and has. And yogurt. Yeah. There's like this, you know, the, the gorgeous layers of flavor yeah. that happen in Lebanese cuisine mm. and Arab cuisine that it's just like yeah. it's not just one thing that's going on. Well, you venture out from that to um, other parts of the Middle East and, you know, you've got uh, headier spices um, or um, richer, richer dishes, I mean vegetarian. If you look at uh, all the tagines in uh, North Africa oh, that are vegetarian-based. Gorgeous. Yeah, they are. And they're so, again, you know, they're so meaty. That's mm. the funny thing. You don't actually miss the meat no. when you're having this kind of food. Mm. So take us through the region a little bit. When we're talking about the Middle East, there are differences. Like you said, you know, North African, Turkish, uh, the Levant, you know, all of these different cuisines have Persia. different ways. Yeah, yeah. Persia, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess I'm biased <laughs> talking about Lebanon um, because it's very fertile land. So oh, beautiful. Uh, lots of things are grown there, you know, whether it's pine nuts or um, chickpeas or any type of bean. It's all grown there and it's all wonderfully seasonal. So you, you rely on seasons, which is a great thing because here you don't, uh, you can get pretty much a peach any time of the year, whether it's from Spain or Australia or... Um, but if you look to Turkey, Turkey's a lot richer. I mean, the Ottoman Empire was conquered most. I mean, they they gave a lot. They didn't keep much, they gave a lot. Mm. They gave too much. I mean, all the, the kebabs and uh, uh, the way they handle meat. Um, but yeah, their food, the... the um, uh, the Turks have got very rich food um, and a huge variety, huge. I mean, the, the wild veg, the wild herbs there are incredible. The herbs I've never ever heard of. You go into um, Persia and um, they've also got, uh, you know, super interesting um, dishes. I mean, eggplant is probably the go-to vegetable there but in saying that their rice dishes are extraordinary yeah and it's not just the tadik or the crusty rice it's they cook rice with all sorts of things whether they're broad beans or um lentils or chickpeas we call it or noodles in or the, the rizabful you yeah, know, yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the Levant yeah. or Tim and Bajilla, where I come from, ah, but it's the same thing. Oh, okay. You know, right. it's the broad beans yeah. with cooked the, in the rice, it, yeah. cooked in the rice. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, you know, these are dishes that travel across the region. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's got their, you know, Yalenji, for example, when you've got your, you know, you, your uh, vine leaves, your stuffed yeah, vine yeah. leaves, there are vegetarian versions of oh, that yeah. as well. Yeah. Especially in Turkey, yeah. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, that's probably one of my favorite dishes, but in both, on both sides in terms of, I mean, I love the meat, rice stuff, yeah. vine leaves. They're oh, just yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. But also, mum does the uh, version with um, leftover tabbouleh, so. Oh, beautiful. Which is, it works. So, yeah. yeah. 
And then there's all the other stuffed uh, veg. I mean, the Turks are brilliant for stuffing vegetables. Mm. Um, and then you go to, uh, well, you've got the Levant, but then you've got North Africa, which is another... Um, uh, it's got a different side to it in terms of... Uh, it's a lot more fiery, a lot more, yeah. a lot heady. more heat, heady. Um, also very sour with lots of preserved lemons or limes. Um, and sweetness and sweet as well. Sweet spice, mm. yeah, with veg- with fruits, cinnamon. Um, so you know, to write a, a vegetarian cookbook isn't a. You don't have to be a, a surgical whiz. And that's the funny thing, you know. People think, you know, oh, vegetables. What on earth am I going to do with that? Well, actually, look at Middle Eastern cuisine. Look at New oh. Feast. We've got a little clip from uh, Lucy, who couldn't be with us, uh, talking a little bit about her work with you and talking about working on this particular book as well. My name is Lucy Malouf, and we're here in my kitchen in uh, sunny Kent in the southeast of England, testing recipes for the new book, which Greg and I are writing, called New Feast, which is a book of modern Middle Eastern recipes created by Greg. Um, and they're drawn from uh, his heritage, but they are all vegetable and grain based. And um, actually, we started testing recipes for the book about six months ago, uh, again here in my kitchen. And um, we just had a fantastic time. Uh, Middle Eastern food very much lends itself to grain based dishes and vegetable based dishes and fruit dishes. So um, the meat really has not been missed at all. Exactly. You don't miss the meat. That is the funny thing. And it is a lot more filling than people realize. You don't actually need to eat large quantities of it too. And it's just, mm. it, and it's so healthy for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we haven't spoken about salads. Oh, boy. I Fatouche. Mean, it, and the, I don't know if you know, but there's, um, from what I was told, there's 40 different uh, recipes for tabbouleh alone. 40? So, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, mum, mum uh, I remember I've eaten it with lentils and I've eaten, yeah, I, there's something that, I think mum ran out of um, uh, cracked wheat. And she didn't have she water had water. some cooked, um, yeah. That is so clever. And she she um, had cooked uh, lentils in the fridge, so she just dumped it into that. And now they're making it with didn't quinoa. Didn't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Now they're making it with quinoa. Like it, it, people oh, yeah, are just yeah, yeah, experimenting yeah, with yeah, all kinds yeah, of things. But yeah. what's your favorite way to make it? Do you have a trick to your tabbouleh? If you don't put allspice in it, then it's not tabbouleh. How's that? Boom. <laughs> it's got to have the allspice yeah. in it. Um, I have to ask you about what you're going to be cooking up at Arawi on Saturday because you have uh, your kitchen and your staff are going to be cooking up uh, meals from this gorgeous book, New Feast. So what are we going to be seeing? What are people going to be excited about this weekend? Well, it's, it's more a hand around. Um, it's not a sit-down dinner as such. It's, it's more... Um, Very casual. It's super casual. Yeah. I'll be just chatting away, uh, answering questions and trying to um, behave in an in intelligent way. So. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a few things will be handed around. There's... Um, Turkish milk rolls with yogurt glaze. Beautiful. Which they'll make in the morning. Uh, homemade uh, shanklish, 
It's kind of a cheat's way, but it's it's delicious and it's it tricks the brain in that it it actually tastes like chancliche. Just explain to people who don't know what chancliche is. Oh, it's a stinky cheese that's. Um, it is so good. Uh, I've had your chancliche. It's usually it's out of this world. Well, it, yeah, it's a it's a crumbling uh, cheese made with. Can I say it? Uh, leftover milks of whether it's cow, sheep, goat. Um, it's beautiful, and, and then it's crusted on it's the outside. Crusted, yeah, it's spiced with za'atar, sumac, and um, chili, oh, and uh, coated with um, oregano. Beautiful. And it's either um, you either steep it in olive oil or just dry it out. Yeah, because it's like preserved. And crumble it. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, it's great with tomatoes and cucumbers and so good. it's lovely in salads. So good. Uh, preserved lemon guacamole, Ooh. which is delish. Nice. Um, and also little pizza, these little um, pizzas made with zata and little blobs of, um, of uh, saffron labne Ooh. on top as well. Beautiful. Um, and we can't forget dessert. You are going to oh be yeah, up dessert these sweet. little f- um, ta- uh, the little turrets or pavlovas stuffed with um, honeyed labne and uh, and um, apple jelly. Just so exquisite! Oh my gosh! And Fatima's fingers, which are <laughs> like little sp- spring roll stuffed with kashkaval and akawi cheese and um, ginger and what else? You have to go hungry. Do not eat before you go to Greg's (laughs) event (laughs) on Saturday. It'll be quite generous. I mean, even though it's passed around, there'll be lots of it. But this is just something to be absolutely savoured and amazing and fantastic. We were even just saying, um, you know, a little bit off air because, uh, you know, your native Lebanon, um, you know, the mountains, we were talking about the produce and and the tomatoes that you can get. Mm, The mountain tomatoes. The mountain tomatoes. I've never had the the joy of, of visiting or experiencing that kind of food. And you're like, well, this is just to d- d- describe it for us for well, those who haven't. Mountain tomatoes are quite large. They're probably the size of a small cantaloupe, oh. um, and they're not flowery or furry or they're f- they're sweet sour, uh, almost like a an apple, but not a, a Granny Smith. Mm. Um, they're just packed with flavor. They're not as red as the normal tomato, um, but eaten with um, sliced garlic, lemon, olive oil, uh, even chancliche sprinkled Beautiful. all over it. Or, um, I mean, I occasionally sprinkle arak on it as well, but um, it's just a super dish to to have the, the produce is just so yeah incredible it seems, it's gorgeous yeah. it just it doesn't need anything it just no, needs a little a bit and you're off and you've just mm. had the most glorious meal and it's memorable you remember it for the rest of your life mm-hmm. unbelievable amazing we're going to come back in just a moment and ask greg about what he might be working on next lots more to come pulse 95 live beats with sally musa only on pulse 95 it's just a mouth-watering discussion here with uh, Michelin-starred chef uh, Greg Malouf. Um, always oh, that star belongs to Lebanon anyway. That star, I love that. It does. 
That star belongs they to need, Lebanon. They need something. They need. Gosh. <laughs> it's true. It is true. Uh, our love goes out to your native Lebanon. But, you know, um, you know, Greg, we love seeing what you're working on next. I believe there are more books that are going to be coming from you and Lucy as well. So talk to us a bit about that. Yeah, look, Lucy and I spoke at length about a follow-up. Um, and the publisher's always kind of asking us what's next or have you got any ideas uh, but we don't want to do a book for the sake of just doing another one pu- yeah pushing one out like yep. all the other mm. um chefs do all the other tv chefs do that in fact and they're prolific much more than me but they have tv shows and stuff so and they got a bigger audience um so they i don't know they i got excited about um Maybe, uh, you know, another vegetarian book, but uh, I need to kind of think about a point of difference Mm. and think about vegan, but no, that's not going to cut it because I don't like substituting. I'm just not not into that. And I I mean, it's maybe there's a chapter in the next book on vegan uh, cuisine. Um, is there reason? Is there a reason why you're thinking it needs to be plant based, though? Well, I I like it. I yeah yeah I really like it. It's a passion like of it. yours. Yeah. I um, it's not that I I'm not a vegetarian. Yeah, I love brains and liver and I love your lamb. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live without your lamb. That's for sure. Well, yeah, we, but we exactly. We brought up on that. Yeah. Brain omelets in the morning for breakfast and, and I remember raw that. liver and you were talking about that last yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and even in I, Iran, yeah. I remember having brains, uh, brains, brain roll. Po- brains were poached in in saffron and squashed into a, a, a fresh bun. This is true. Yeah, it's a delicacy. Squeeze lemon and salt across the Middle East. I can't do mm. it though. I've never, never gone there. I can't oh, do it. Man. Yeah. So, I my I guess my diet uh, or my regime is. You know, three maybe three days of meat at home because I cook a lot at home. Mm. I don't go out. Uh, I get disappointed when I go out. Um, so I, I generally kind of cook at home. Mm. Even then, I get disappointed because <laughs> of the quality of produce. But you know, we we all we're in the middle of a desert, so it's yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So the you know the three days it might be meat. Um, a lot of fish actually. I. Um, I like fish, seafood, but uh, the next book, yeah, we need a, I'd, I'd like a point of difference. I, there must be, uh, I'm kind of thinking that through at the moment, or nice. Lucy and I are. Nice. Now, there could be that, um, and there was also talk about um, doing a book on Beirut, my interpretation of Beiruti uh, So you haven't cuisine. done that? No, no. That's really interesting. Eight books later, I think that might be the one to go for. Well, the publishers like that idea. Mm. They like both ideas. Um, But, you know, publishers think about the commercial Yeah, but I'd be rooting for the Beirut book first, I think. Do that before the the next (laughs) veggie one. Well, Lucy was saying, why don't we just push out the the vegetarian book first and then um we'll focus on the beirut maybe you need because to i'll be living there yeah yeah i think that was take her that thoughts. in yeah you have to understand that each book takes two years or 
except new fees took eight months. How? Eight well, months. Why did that take because a much Because the, the publishers wanted us to put out a book between books. Okay. And we just, uh, Lucy and I looked at each other and thought, what the, you know, what, what can we do? <laughs> So then we thought, okay, let's let's look at vegetarian. We haven't touched it. Yeah. Um, and then I put a whole list. Of, it was January when it, 2014, mm. where we signed contracts, and I wrote a list of want to be vegetarian dishes, a huge list, and then I sent it to Lucy, and she got her red pen out and went through things that sounded stupid um, and then after we agreed uh, then we decided okay let's when was that that was in March or April we went I went to London recipe testing so we had a hundred and sixty dishes to test yeah and you, from that you usually take around a hundred dishes mm -hmm. or so a lot of, I mean, a lot of it ended up on the floor. Um, and there's a huge amount of, you don't just roll up and start testing. There's so many work uh, plans and lists and products, it's produce to buy. It's a huge amount of work yeah. to lead up. Yeah. But all of So, and every day best, had to be planned. Yeah. But all of the best came out in this book. Yeah, New look, feast. I mean, Lucy's of a filing cabinet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's incredible. And I'm so glad you two put this book together. It still <laughs> is, you know, one of the yeah, pivotal good, books. Though. Thank you. At looking at, you know, modern Middle Eastern vegetarian food. And you can get all of your inspiration this weekend, Saturday, 10 a.m. at El Rawi Cultural Cafe. Greg Malouf is going to be there. Get down there, taste the food. Ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. Interact with yeah. the incredible Greg. I'm just jealous if everyone's going to be down there. <laughs> and get your book signed as well. That's mm. the other thing. It is all thanks to the Sharjah World Book Capital. Um, oh, yeah. And celebrating Sharjah as the World Book Capital of 2019. Mm. But Greg Malouf, always such a joy and such a pleasure. Sally, thank you. It's lovely being here. Thank you. It's only 30 minutes from where I live. It's, how amazing. If there's no rain. There won't be any rain. No, we're stopping all the rain. <laughs> we're going to get you down there. It is going to be amazing. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are going to see you from 10 a.m. back here on Sunday on Life Beats on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.